Frown Town. Welcome back. Frown Town. I'm excited. Welcome back. Yes, I literally just got off a plane. That welcome back was actually for you. Welcome back, V. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I'm glad uh-huh. you're back. I really am. I'm smoking a uh, a joint made of rose petals. Uh, I'm so jealous. I still have. You know, it's great. Four took... days. Yeah, ah. I'm so in October still. I took a bit of a tolerance break um, while I was out there. Okay. I mean, by a tolerance break, I only smoked weed like a few days a week, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a very small amount, not like multiple joints or bowls or anything like that and so it was really good so i'm feeling great for the podcast it i feel like stoned is better than jet lag oh much better because i believe right now it's about midnight for me yep. from where i've been east coast i just realized that mm-hmm. i was that's why i was like <laughs> we should start we should start right now um here, here's the thing so i my biggest fear and i, I think i might have said this before or maybe not but my biggest fear when i stopped smoking was that i wasn't going to be able to be funny anymore like on stage oh. well no i mean interesting yeah like so much of my uh and this is just generally true for my comedy so much of my on stage persona is fueled by the fact that i am blazed the entire time <laughs> it is so much of it is just i am so gone that by the time i'm on stage and, and uh, as a person who has hung out with me before i'm like chain smoking joints outside of yes. everywhere before i get on stage we, yeah that's how we met <laughs> that is how we met <laughs> we did meet in a smoke sesh and, and that's yeah that's what i'm saying i i had i've performed sober before and i did not care for it i mean i just it's it can be uh great and then but you gotta take you gotta take breaks so you can get your tolerance down mostly yeah so i I was spending a lot on weed and now i'm not anymore which is nice there you go yeah Yeah. that's that's nice but yeah these things get expensive you don't realize Uh, it so much especially if they're made out of rose petals (laughs) well i was treating myself you should no you just got back i have to i just got back and i have to do the whole quarantine for two weeks Mm -hmm. thing so I'm going to be around, you know, if we can make podcasts, like, I'll be just mostly pacing. Um. <laughs> It'll be just no, V I mean, interviewing I've... himself the entire time. It's just you like, hey, V, how you doing? I'm great. Great, 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 great. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think, so there's a window. If I want what I can do, I can, I can access the rest of the house, but I'm trying to make sure that I wash my hands and I'm respectful of my roommate mm-hmm. um, and, you know, wearing a mask when i go into public areas and like giving them a heads up but i think if i go and get i have a big bag of peanuts and i think i can put those on the roof outside my window Mm -hmm. and then the crows will come and then i can be friends with them this feels like a lot like our very first episode when we started talking about dead birds and crows are we, have we come no, full circle? No, these are live birds. Okay. I don't want them to be dead birds. No, these are the living birds, the crows that hang out in the parking lot. And I've uh, used to put like chicken livers in, mm. so, like I'll put Excellent chicken crow bones. They yep. love chicken bones. Like when you get fried chicken, you throw the bones on the roof and they fucking they love that, that shit. So sometimes you'll see two of them fighting. So I maybe what I'll do is while I'm cooped up in here, I'll, I'll just make crow friends. I thought you were going to say crow fights by putting one bone on your roof and then letting them fight it out well that's i mean i want them to be happy you know that is actually i i'm sorry that's a real conservative stance there's less there's less trash around you know it's they they don't have as much food as they're used to the squirrels in boston were not as fat as they usually are oh well yeah one of them tried to crawl up my leg you told me how that that ended (laughs) 
well, I hope. Uh, well, I saw it and I had these like leggings on that were nice and I didn't want them to get a run. And I also had these new shoes that I had uh, got because mm-hmm. my other ones blew out. <laughs> and I just kind of like, I didn't kick the squirrel, but I kind of gently like flicked my foot, my leg. Yeah. And the, the, I could feel the squirrel just sliding off the end of my boot. <laughs> and he left a scratch mark because I was just going to like take these shoes and then like buy them at the Marshalls and then return them when I was Classic. done with the photo shoot. <laughs> but then a squirrel scratched them. And now you own, I assume, a. And now I own them. Yeah. yeah so. You could also, because uh, this is just from personal experience, uh, you could start an herb garden that you really cared about and loved and then put it on your porch. And I guarantee you, uh, a Stellar Jay will come and ruin that herb garden. <laughs> Stellar Jays are the worst. <laughs> they're dicks. They used to wake me up at six in the morning oh, because the I gave them food. They you found shouldn't. my the window in my room. There were seven people in that house, and they found my window. I didn't give them food. I just put my herb they knew garden where outside. I lived. <laughs> I put my herb garden outside for sunlight and I was sitting, I was actually, I saw the Cellar J like attack it and I tried to run out to my balcony and I didn't save my herb garden and I'm still pissed about it. That's been like, <laughs> it's literally been two years. I have like frozen herb seeds in my freezer right now and I'm like, I'll never plant these again because it's <laughs> fucking Cellar I J. I didn't know, um, I, I didn't know what they were at first because I had never seen them living yeah, on the Yeah, it looks like Coast. a blue jay, but it's like. Yeah, I, for a while I just called them goth blue blue jays <laughs> they do like goth blue jays. i was just like the fucking bird i looked it up because i was like uh i really wanted to find out if i could kill it like i there was a <laughs> there was a, a and my wife can confirm this there was a point where like i was like i'm gonna buy a bb gun i'm gonna sit on the couch and just quietly sit inside the house with the door open put the herb garden out here and as soon as the bird gets here i'm just gonna pump it full of lead and as it turns out you can't kill them they're not uh they're protected they're songbirds oh yeah i knew i used to live next to a guy who did that with the 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 little finches i don't mind finches because finches have never destroyed my herb garden but if you, i had so many like i mean sometimes the finches in the city are kind of like can be pesty pesty i guess yeah. i don't know he may also have just been a bit of a sociopath i well <laughs> i'm not i just i okay i'm gonna sound like one though uh I love to cook, which is not a sociopath thing to say, but I was so excited for like having fresh herbs for cooking. I was like, uh-huh. oh, I'm going to have, I'm, I planted dill, I planted, uh, <laughs> I planted rosemary, um, I planted thyme. I had like, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make so many delicious dishes out of this. I was like all excited for it. And then I watched that Cello J destroy my dreams. And, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's very personal. Oh, it it I was like Clint Eastwood as soon as I saw it, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna kill you, punk. Like, it was just me like this is my neighborhood. That's that's Get what, off my <laughs> lawn. hundred <laughs> percent like get off my balcony, I'll kill you. It, it, oh my god. And I I to the point where I'm I shit you not, I was literally like, I'm gonna go to the store, I'm gonna buy a gun, and I'm just gonna sit here and wait for this blue jay. <laughs> I'm gonna wait for it. And as soon as it comes back, I'm killing it, and then I'm gonna hang it outside for all his friends to see to let them know you don't fuck with my herbs. That's where I was. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then you, and then the government was like, "No, no." Yeah, and I guess I'm law abiding enough. Like I'm law abiding enough to where I'm like, "Yo, this is wrong," so I won't do it according to the law. But I wanted to, and I have not. I haven't grown herbs since. I buy all my herbs from the store. And I'm sad inside because of it. I am a broken, broken person. <laughs> um, but enough about my sadness. Uh, 
I like how all Let's of our episodes start. Let's talk about our collective sadness. Yeah, I like I how e, all of our episodes start uh, with just like weird ass asides. It's kind of our thing now, um, and it's my, listen, mainly my I, fault. I smoked a joint that is rolled in roses. I just got off a flight. I had to be routed through Charlotte. Uh, fucking Charlotte has the worst airport, by the way. The, and they have the highest number of cases in the country, and the airport was fucking packed, dude. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, I'm sorry. It was a never fly. I'm going to say this again, even though I've tweeted it before, but fuck American Airlines. Do not fly there. Shady as fuck. Mm-hmm. They will literally. Put in the American in the airlines. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, exactly. They're, just, they're And they, they on the plane today, they were like, uh, we appreciate you trusting us with your safety here at American Airlines. <laughs> and I was sitting on the plane already while we were boarding, and I just went, ah! <laughs> I don't trust you. <laughs> this wasn't trust. <laughs> this was, you betrayed me, and I couldn't get another ticket. That's what this is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, there were a few people who were laughing at uh, trust, <laughs> at, just at the whole thing. I do, I I do want to give a shout out to the woman on the plane who had a mask uh, that just said "back the fuck up." <laughs> Kudos, that's the real MVP right there. Um, I got a mask in Philly that says "spit spreads death." Oh yeah, I saw that. I like that. Yeah, from the Mütter Museum, and uh, that shit rules, and it's very visceral. <laughs> <laughs> but I also kind of want to wear it around town because I feel like when you associate something with death, sometimes for some people it can become a fetish. So like, I don't know. All of this having to keep you know keep our own spit in our own mouths really makes me want to spit in someone's mouth. <laughs> I hope that the world is becomes a place soon where you can spit in anyone's mouth you want to. <laughs> I I really do. I hope that that's, that's the world we live in right now, though. It's uh, just the taboo. It's just the taboo. I feel like, you know, it's the danger. Yeah, right now, anyway, it's, it's, it's legitimately dangerous. I don't know. Quarantine. Uh, get, hit, hit me up in the next two weeks. Maybe I'll develop a new and exciting, uh, weird kink. <laughs> <laughs> I will ask in the next two weeks. Uh, here's a question I have for you right now. What's that in your hand right now? This is uh, this is the voters pamphlet what? that I got in the mail. Have you voted yet? No, I just got home. I got to check the mailbox. Okay, so ballots are for Washington. Ballots I'm, are out. I'm voting. I'm voting tomorrow. Awesome. I've already voted. I need to fill in my bill. So let's talk about yeah. let's talk about voting. Yeah, I have to do the. Did you go in person or? Um, I did because I did mine so early. I actually did use mine through the mail. Okay, I'm gonna do mail in because I'm quarantining and yeah. trying to be safe. So I'll have somebody take it to the ballot box for me. Yeah, uh, I actually had my wife take mine. Uh, to it was I think she actually went to a post office. And just so you know, if you are quarantining um, because you've, like, traveled recently or something, you can actually go, I mean, next door is a hellscape, but they do have um, a help map. Mm-hmm. So there are people who specifically will be like, oh, hey, uh, what do you need help with? And Or they'll specifically say that they are going to help with ballots, like getting your ballots to the boxes and mm-hmm. stuff. So you can have people help you with that. That's a fun place. Oh, that's dope. I didn't know that, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, there are lots of places and there are lots of organizations. I'm sure 
uh, I can find a link to some of them where you can find people to help you if you're in quarantine and need your, you to bring your ballot to the ballot box instead That's of going really through the mail. That's really fucking useful, honestly. Because there's, I would imagine there's more people, especially now, uh, there's been more people who are traveling. I mean, or if you're disabled and you just can't do it anyway, like... One Hondo. Also, like if you have like asthma and like this shit is terrifying. Yeah, for like you. don't don't feel don't feel like you have to go outside to vote. Like you can still and and if you're worried about your vote going through the mail, then you know find somebody in your community and have them help you take your ballot. Correct. That's uh, um, completely. You know, reach thing. out or even just reach out to friends or whatever. You know, we we can all work together and get all this shit. I want to take a second to say, because we talked about this earlier, I have a different voters pamphlet than you do. I have the Washington State. Yeah. It's Nahomish County. Uh, I voters- have King County. Yeah. And I live in the big city, which means <laughs> fucking nothing anymore. Uh, it means something. <laughs> I, it means, first of all, uh, you actually get to vote uh, for Sheree, which I'm kind of sad I can't. I do get to vote for Sheree. But you know, it also means that like, I just have, I'm just, I... Uh, there's so many people around me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty secluded here in Edmonds, question mark. Um, I just want to run away to Alaska again. <laughs> I mean, quarantine out. But I have out. to quarantine. Yeah, quarantine out and then take off. Uh, so here's the thing that I notice about all of the, the pamphlets. They're big as fuck, right? Like, there's 100 yeah, pages. Yeah, they're huge. I say, no, I'm sorry. There's 95 pages in my pamphlet. How big is wow. yours? Mine, well, I ripped one page off to use as, um, to clean up a mess. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of want to know what page you ripped. <laughs> 86. 86? I have a larger pamphlet than you? Yeah. Holy fuck. 86. I think I just ripped off the, I just ripped off the back page. So maybe 87 pages. And it's like the front, like, Ew, the first. I'm sorry. I just turned to the page that has the president people. Ew. Yeah. We're not, we're, we're going to talk about that briefly, but not for very long. Like the first, uh, I don't know about yours, but like I have I from page like 14 over to page like well 14 15 uh are all advisory votes and then page 12 is all referendum 90 and the advisory votes are kind of wild because they don't do anything uh in fact (laughs) like page number 13 literally says in giant ass bold print advisory votes are non-binding the results will not change the law and there's not a reason for them to exist other than when taxes get passed in, in well, in this Washington area. Oh, wow, area, that is large print. Super large, right? Like, you can't miss it. It's like if you were taking an eyeglass test or like a test for a doctor, <laughs> that's the line you start at. And like, all right, let me let me get you to go down. You're like, uh, so contact your legislator? What is, this? is this just like, is this just like the idea of a vote? So what ended up happening is... Is it uh, like the, the essence of a vote? Of a of a law, <laughs> it's the law has already been passed. So, like for the advisory votes, these laws already exist. They're generally taxes that have already been put in place. And okay. uh, this supposedly this was, and no one can see me doing this, but you, this was a citizen led initiative where uh, they, in, <laughs> I want to say two thousand seven, maybe yeah, two thousand seven, voters decided to add these advisory votes so that uh, if taxes were passed or any taxes were passed. They had to put these advisory votes in the booklet and have you say, well, I approve of this tax or not approve. And what happens is that when people are voting against that tax or when people are that's not voting, but when people are arguing against that tax and by people, I, I mean Republicans, so maybe not actual people, but when Republicans <laughs> are arguing against that specific tax, 
they use this as ammunition. Like, well, 600,000 or however many people voted, 60,000 people said that they don't want this tax anymore. And they use that as leverage. Uh, the problem with uh, Washington state in general is that we have the most regressive tax system in uh this in the nation i think it's actually yeah, number one tax jeff bezos right tax him tax and him the thing about having a regressive tax system is uh jeff bezos will never get taxed because it's a regressive tax system <sighs> yeah i know it oh my god this the sadness <sighs> on your face is it actually hurt my heart a little bit he to say that solve world hunger like many times over and still have like 11 billion dollars or something it's wild when you think about it he could also it's he could insane. do well hung, he could do well hunger once uh and then housing once and he would still be a billionaire yeah yeah he could he, he could be a superhero why does he have to like be he could such be a literally villain? batman but without the beating up and i guess the conservatism i don't know did batman really oh batman was hella conservative people, no he, or were he there just people to the hospital he, he, he just seemed like he was like oh you're he just had like weird mm-hmm. kind of uh, relationships with men that oh you mean like, like they, they like, like to Alfred, battle each other Robin yeah like there's very few like, women who are like arch nemesis of Batman it's all men basically with the exception of like poison villains, ivy I don't know they just have a weird obsession with each other it's. I do love Poison Ivy, though. Poison Ivy is a pretty solid villain, but only, I, I only identify years. as Poison Ivy. <laughs> 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 I kind of love it. Um, here's why advisory votes are kind of stupid. And I'm just going to read this quote and then move on. All right. Um, this is from uh, Democratic Senator Sam Hunt. So Democratic State Senator Sam Hunt. He said, in the voters' pamphlet in 2019, it cost the state $160,000 overall, and the county spent something like $363,000 just to publish the statements in the voters' pamphlets. <laughs> and they don't do anything. They literally do shit. They do nothing. And we're spending... And they cost... Uh, like $160,000. Almost $500,000 when you add up the two things? It's $160,000 more than the state spent on homelessness and $363,000 more than this county spent on homelessness because I know they didn't Mm -hmm. spend anything on it. So, like, it's... Yeah. Like, it's just taxpayer money being thrown away. Uh, I I can't dwell on this very much longer, but I do want to talk about Referendum 90 uh, for people who are in Washington State because this shit is wild. And when we talk about Referendum 90, we can't mention it and not talk about uh i think maya espinoza who is currently running for superintendent of public instruction and maya espinoza uh is it's a nonpartisan office so i can't say that maya espinoza is a republican or a conservative but i can say that uh they're fighting for less education and using lies to do that and while it's a nonpartisan office that sounds hella republican to me yeah so here's the lie that uh, pretty much um, Maria, not Maria, wow, my bad Maya Espinoza uh, has said, and here's a lot that's being repeated, uh, and, and I'm reading this by the way from my voter pamphlet uh, with kids of my own in public schools I support parental choice and local control that's not a lie, I, I assume she does the incumbent ignored parents and educators by championing a policy that teaches sexual positions to fourth graders, so in the voter pamphlet, Maya Espinosa is just straight up and down lying, the 
policy that she's talking about is uh, referendum 90. And here's how we got to this point. Um, referendum 90 does this thing where it actually uh, tries to educate children, but it puts that power into the hands uh, of the parents. So to put that power into the hands of the parents, what they've done is they actually uh, have a list of specific. And and by the way, let me shout out where I'm getting this from. This is a fact check article from The Stranger. Uh, I'll put all the links in the notes. Yep. Know what that is. We all know. Um, So here's the thing. Uh, There is a list of resources that teachers will give to parents and caregivers that they may feel are important and age appropriate about puberty and how bodies change. One of the books on that list is Robbie H. Harris's is perfectly normal changing bodies, growing up sex and sexual health and Harris's book, which is intended for ages 10 and up. So that's uh, technically like fifth grade. Uh, Cause I, I think you're supposed to be 10 in fifth grade. If you start kindergarten at five, it shows different kinds of people having different kinds of sex there's uh, what I think of as being super cute uh, watercolor photos of like a couple having missionary and then like mm-hmm. a lady using a mirror to look at her vagina and ass, I assume, because oh, it's there. And then like a man, that's fun. Uh, a man like standing in front of the mirror, like, you know, manscaping with his ass, you know, with his asshole visible. He's naked. I mean, he's manscaping because that's that's and in fact, first of all, I don't know why we're against uh, teaching fourth graders the importance of manscaping uh, in, <laughs> because I feel like you need to learn that as soon as possible. Uh, I will say that my Dear life, God, please learn. My life changed when I started like actually cutting off pubic hair and trying to like freshen up down there. Like I, I, I compare it to plating. Right. So like when you go to a fancy restaurant and uh, they bring you your food, it's plated beautifully. And it's the presentation and <laughs> manscaping is just plating for your dick and, or, or for your vagina or whatever you have. <laughs> it's, it's just plating. It's just like, you know what? I want to make sure that as I present this to you, and, and let's just be honest, uh, there are some times you're going to get very up close and personal. Uh, I want to make sure that you're seeing and presenting to you uh, a fully appetizing dish. It is both delicious because I, I spend time cleaning and washing it. And it is also uh, well presented. <laughs> the hair has been thoroughly trimmed away. You don't have to worry about hair because I've already taken care of that. I think that should be a thing. But here's the deal. There is not a point <laughs> where, as <laughs> Maya Espinosa is saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm advocating for, uh, <laughs> for, for shaving. Um, <laughs> just, just to be polite. Uh but there's not a point where anyone is ever saying that children are going to have to see these cartoons. The only time that would happen is if they, the list that the parents got, they went and found the resource and were like, oh, this is good. And then they gave it to their fourth graders. Sure. That's the only so way this would happen. it's a suggested list. Right. And, and the other important part about this uh, is that uh, conservatives are all saying that this is uh, terrible and that... Like, children shouldn't know about sex, but the actual superintendent of public schools now, Chris Reichdahl, who's running again uh, against Maya Espinoza, who is leading the conservative charge to make his forces all back into the Middle Ages, uh, had a really good point that he said during a debate. Uh, So while debating Maya Espinoza, here's what he said. One in three girls and one in six boys graduate from our school system having been sexually abused or assaulted in some form. Mm. A comprehensive sex ed bill would require all students to learn about affirmative consent 
which would bring down those numbers. And right now in Washington, 40% of school districts don't teach comprehensive sex ed and it's age appropriate. So you talk about things like consent and what that looks like uh, and explaining that to a child really protects them. A hundred percent protects them in most cases against basically having someone sexually assault them without their consent because they understand affirmative consent. Right. Yeah. I mean, I had, I got sex ed in Florida. Okay. This is, and... this is going to be good. The state, the state <laughs> shaped like a dick. All right, let's go. <laughs> what it, what it entailed was it was, it was run by a church. Oh, <laughs> and it was at a public, it was at a public school, but it was like after hours or something, even though like we all had to go sex ed at night, like, and, but it was okay. So, but it was out on the football field. What? <laughs> and they had built, they had built a stage and, um, we Wait, sat it, in the bleachers. Is this the origin of the Rose story? Uh, no, that was a different time. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So this happened to you more than once? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, Florida. Okay, I'm sorry. Please, I, I'll stop I, interrupting. I went to high school in the South, man. Um, so we had, we were all in the bleachers, and they had, like, this, like, Christian sketch group come up and do sketches about how, like, STDs will kill you. <laughs> You know what? That sounds really familiar. <laughs> and I just remember the specifically this one person there, and they had a very kind of like child actor kind of like drama kid voice. They were like, well, what if we were able to make a condom that covered our whole entire body? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I feel like I've seen something similar to this because I think the argument against that is, well, condoms break and they're not 100%, but abstinence is. Yeah, it was an abstinence rally, dude. Yeah, I think I've And then I think at I've the end that. of it, at the end of the abstinence rally, they had this little tent and you could go up and you could get... Uh, a purity ring. Yep, pledge rings. And, yep. And they were they were actually made of silver back then, so like I was a jewel like I did jewelry stuff, so I was like I could at least melt this down. Yeah, let me get this and um purity ring. I went to get a purity ring and like right as I got there they had like r- just run out. Oh. I was <laughs> I was gonna ask you after you melted it down how pure the purity ring was. <laughs> just, just yeah, for I, didn't, and gigs. I didn't get one. I didn't get I'm one. I'm sorry. Um, I wish you I wish you had gotten one. Uh, who knows where your life would okay. be if you'd gotten a purity ring? <laughs> you know, maybe that's just God was telling me, like you know, we had you a go, it was bracelets for a us. Slut. Like I, I remember, <laughs> like this really did happen to, in Alabama. It was bracelets for us. Like they gave us these, yeah. like uh, it, was, it was like a what what Jesus do except like it was like. Uh, Either abstinence if you hadn't had sex, and then for the kids who had, it was like the uh, the celibacy, and it was it was yeah. big in high school. I, like, I feel like if God um, didn't want me to be uh, promiscuous, he would have made a bigger purchase order. I agree. I feel like uh, <laughs> I think that was almost like God stamping uh, like you having sex. God was like, no, 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 you you have sex. I I need you to procreate. Life. <laughs> we need well, you. I don't want to procreate. Well, That's not practice procreation do. then. Ew, gross. <laughs> it's pra- practice. It's with unsuccessful practice. Sex That's doesn't what... have to have anything to do with procreation. That's Sometimes true. it's just about feeling good. That's true. I let me rephrase my statement. God wanted you to feel good, and I feel like that's that's where we're going to land with that one. <laughs> there was a. <laughs> 
God wanted me to be a fuck priest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like fuck priests, but then it reminds me that priests actually do fuck little children. Um, so there's a... Uh, no priest... Oh, did I tell you that I found gay priest Twitter? No, you didn't. Oh, I found gay priest Twitter. It's fascinating. <laughs> I I want to go down that rabbit hole, but I also want to make this point. You. Yeah, s- send me links. Uh, here's the Here's the other thing. Um, there's a statement here that I thought very interesting by the stranger. It said that if we approve referendum 90, and, and by we, I mean Washington. So, uh, sorry, not Washington people. If we approve Washington, excuse me, uh, referendum 90, we would basically be like 24 other states and Washington, D.C. who already mandate statewide, age-appropriate, comprehensive sexual ed- health education. And I found that interesting because I was like, oh, there's 24 other states. And they make this uh, assertion that some of them are very conservative. And so I went down a rabbit hole because I was like, I want to find these states. <laughs> uh, and so I did. I found it's a, it's an organization called Guttmacher. I have no idea what that means or if I'm saying it right. I'll spell it. Uh, it's G as in golf, U as in umbrella t as in tango t as in tango m as in uh wow i used to know this mike a as in alpha c as in charlie h as in <laughs> helicopter e as in uh, elephant r as in Romeo. i i ran out of steam real quick i ran out of steam for that real quick uh Gutmacher. but but here's what gootmacher.org and, and this link will be in the notes as well here's what i found uh just some quick highlights for you 30 states and D.C. mandate that when provided sex and HIV education programs have to meet certain general requirements. 17 states require program content to be medically accurate. 26 states and D.C. require instruction to be appropriate for the student's age. That's the comprehensive age-appropriate education. So that actually uh, was a little off by the stranger. It's 26 states in D.C. Um, huh. But then I realized... Uh, so I was like, oh, this is dope. Sex education, uh, sex education is something that people really need. Uh, but there's yeah. there's a uh, 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 V. Wait, no V. There, there's a there's a dark side to sex education. What is it? And I, I don't mean like they have sex education for like black people. That that would be weird. But no, it's it's dark. Here's here's where it gets dark. Uh, first of all, three states prohibit the program from promoting religion, which means in 47 states, religion can be involved. I think you saw that in Florida. I saw that in Alabama. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was the fucking rally, bro. They're I like, was there. Jesus died a virgin. Why can't you? And it's like, uh, what? <laughs> Why is that our life goal? Um, <laughs> 17 states require either an inclusive or discriminatory view of sexual orientation. 17 uh-huh. states. 11 states are inclusive and DC. Great. Very positive. Six states require only negative information be provided on homosexuality and Boo. or a positive emphasis on heterosexuality. Ew. And I, I, I did this earlier with you, uh, but <laughs> let's talk about the states that require you to teach negative sexual orientation uh, language. And here's what I'll point out. Uh, v, you got, by just guessing, uh, five out of the six. No, four out of the six. Four. Yeah. Is that all right? You did really well, actually. Uh, Alabama... Number one on the list because it starts with the A, ends with the A, and they're fucked Hmm. up as people. Um, Florida, which I... Roll Tide. (laughs) 100%. Florida, which I found to be very interesting because uh, (laughs) it was the next one on the list. Again, alphabetically. (laughs) I know that one personally. Yep. Uh, I experienced Alabama personally. You experienced Florida personally. Up top. High five. (laughs) Um, uh, Indiana was the one that shocked me. I'm sorry, not Indiana. Illinois. Indiana has nothing. Illinois is the one that shocked me. 
Uh, that I, didn't shock me. It, I, th- I think it's because all of my Illinois experience is Chicago. Oh yeah, no, it's whew. and I, it's so much that's more than like Chicago. When you, that's why, like when you when you try to think about New York, but you're just thinking about New York City. Yeah, like, or Washington, you're just thinking about Seattle. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it's a whole different place. Like you go, you, you're in uh, Seattle. You know, it's like it's great, it's fine. You go to the other side of the state, and you're like, oh, why are there so many Nazis oh, I'll, here? I'll, I'll do you one better. You can drive past Federal Way, and that shit gets dicey real quick. <laughs> I, had a, I had an ex who had family in, um, ah, fuck, I would blank on the name of the place now. Uh, someplace in Washington Stars with the Sea. I can't remember it now, uh, but it was down, like, past, it was deep in Washington. I'd never been before, and I wish I hadn't blanked on the name. Uh, but I remember on that drive as I was going to go see her family, which I did not want to go see and was one of the worst Christmases of my life. Shout out to that entire family for being shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all I remember is uh, this we were driving down and there was uh, this was like right after uh, Trump had got elected. Um, and it, that's the weirder side I'm not going to go into. But there was an entire billboard that changed every time we drove back and forth it had a new message uh, of support for the president yeah and i mean i'm talking like the type of messaging where like i'm not talking about like you know do your best i'm talking like get those brown people type messaging where it's like oh shit uh-huh. like and, and it's it's uh it's just it's just that part of, like so much of this state is red and i think what happens is there's a lot of confederate flags in washington a lot and <laughs> What happens is that we think of Washington as just being Seattle, especially if you live near Seattle, and because there's there's a, 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 a I guess a, a, a I don't want to call it a liberal effect, but I guess it's it's like a blue bluish area, and then once you get yeah. far enough into Washington, it's some fuck shit, and that's pretty much all I can say about that. It's just some fuck shit. I'm gonna I think it's Centralia. <laughs> I think that was the I'm, I actually am, okay. I want to say it was down around Centralia. I, it's honestly I, I don't know if it's worth me actually looking it up because uh again i'm never going to go there again but it was somewhere deep into washington (laughs) i'm never going there again i i mean that uh other states that by the way uh want you to teach negativity about homosexuality south carolina not surprising uh texas not surprising yeah all of those aren't surprising um but like you can look at what your state is what they're doing um and if your state doesn't teach sexual education uh in a way that actually teaches like affirmative consent like consider um voting for state legislators who are looking to enact that type of legislation uh also superintendents for a school superintendent consider voting for that and if you're here in washington we already have a referendum on the books for this so uh again i'm not here to tell anyone how to vote because i feel like that's that's overstepping a boundary in my mind i feel like uh, i want you to vote but i want you to consider the fact that again if children are more educated about uh, sexual assault and affirmative consent they are more likely to uh not first of all allow people to sexually assault them obviously there's there's a a level of of allow that can happen but more importantly when things like this do happen instead of being quiet we can teach them to actually speak up and then more uh, i guess less sexual predators uh will be able to take advantage of the fact that most children feel shame around sex because we teach them to well and i think the idea of teaching uh children what that sort of abuse looks like mm-hmm so that they know that it's not okay and teaching kids that it's not okay to do that to each other. Yeah. And that they have to obtain consent, uh, which is really important. 
So, and I think that's a good life lesson uh, as they get older and mature and blossom into young adults and then full adults that they respect each other enough to to value consent. Because these kids are they're getting horny really young. Like, <laughs> I'm not you gonna remember support middle kids. school? <laughs> I no, yes, I do. I oh my god, oh, the stories I can tell you. Such a horny time. Math class was the worst for me, and it's not like I find math sexy. <laughs> it's just that was the class I got all my erections in. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but it it was it was just, I would be in math class not paying attention, and the next thing I know, I'd be hard as fuck, and then someone would be like, "Oh, Mr. Jones, why don't you come show us on the board?" I'm like, "I can't, I can't get out of this seat. If I get up right now, uh, we're all gonna get a very up close and personal look at my dick." And at what 13, 12, wasn't comfortable with that. At thirty eight, yeah, I would I would walk up to that board now. I'm like, "Yep, this is what's happening." Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know how many erections I have left. I'm thirty eight. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, with that note, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more uh, about the Washington State elections. And we are back. V, how you boop, doing? Boop. Hanging in there? I'm back. There was a lot of bullshit in that last segment. <laughs> I just yeah. need to make sure you're okay. Well, I'm great. I just had a power bar. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Do you feel powerful? Champions. Um, I feel satisfied mm, that's nice that's good <laughs> I, that's what you want from a power bar i think is like i i feel satiated yeah just like this is what i'm going to eat while i wait for my dinner to cook <laughs> well while you're waiting for your dinner to cook uh let's oh, do the thing that yeah. we said we would never do on this podcast i, I feel oh, like no. We we what said we, we were we said we were never going to talk uh, about presidential candidates because uh, <laughs> national representatives don't mean anything. Uh, yeah. And the reason I want to talk about this is because uh, well, obviously we're talking about voting, and I was going uh. through. Yep, hang in there. I was going through the Washington State pamphlet, and I yeah. wandered into. Uh, I don't. I never really read the presidential candidates because I actually do watch, by the way, all the debates. Uh, and, Ew! Why do you do that to yourself? Um, for a couple reasons. I enjoy dunking on people, and the debates are just easy ass dunks. And I love Twitter during the debates <sighs> because it's just. <laughs> I love Twitter during the, ba- the debates because it's just dunking on people. It's like, yeah, dunk, 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 dunk. So I enjoy dunking on people and it's fun. I hate Twitter during the debates because it's just a bunch of people doing their hottest take on the exact yeah. same thing. <laughs> That's my shit. Uh, I enjoy it because um, my hottest takes are, are somewhat more fun than other people's hottest takes. And that's why I enjoy it. I, I'll, I'll keep my horn. <laughs> I'll do it. But here's what happened. I was going through the Washington State voter pamphlet. I think I was looking for justices. And I've wandered into the uh, statements for president and vice president. And more importantly, I hit the <sighs> statement for uh, Gloria LaRiva, who's the Socialism and Liberation Party nominee. And she has a 10-point program that is everything that is near and dear to my heart, with the exception of canceling cash bail. It is literally everything I had ever wanted in a president. And I was like, oh, my God. I had a moment of like, I should vote for this person. And then I did some research because uh, I've never known a third party candidate uh, other than Ross Perot. And I don't mean that to be, I've never known one to be successful. There's no part of other, else part of that sentence. I've never known a third party candidate outside of Ross Perot. Um, and part of that is yeah. because... Uh, while I, I, I don't know. Remember Ralph Nader? Did he do anything? <laughs> uh, he's the reason why we have seatbelts in cars. Oh, that's cool. He's also a dick though, so... 
I mean, you got to take the good with the bad, right? Um, but I remember like Jill Stein, I think uh, in the last presidential election, a lot of people voted for Jill Stein as, as a Green Party. Uh, and I think a lot more people voted Green Party in the last election. And so in my head, I was like, well, what if we all were like, yo, fuck this shit. Let's vote for someone yeah. else, right? A couple reasons why this doesn't work. Now, I've always heard that the reason is the electoral college. It's what I've always heard. And as it turns out, uh, to win electoral college votes, you have to win. You have to win your state. So there's that. But there's a bigger issue here. Um, so we talked about this before the show. Uh, I what, am, what is an electoral college? Oh, God. Uh, it's a system of control that was formed by the founding fathers because they didn't trust people uh, by popular vote to actually vote for someone of good merit. And so they decided to give each um, each state has a specific amount of electors, which are people that are going to cast votes for a president uh, for that state based upon and this is where it gets dicey based upon the votes that come into that state. And for each state, it's a little bit different, but they're not legally required to No, they can vote for whoever they feel. Uh, are they appointed or elected, these uh, electors? Some of them are elected, some of them are, uh, are appointed. I see where you're going with that. Uh, you're sidetracking. Ooh. We're not going to go there. We're, you're sidetracking. Here's, <laughs> where, here's where we're going to go. Uh, but you make a solid point. Some of them are elected, some of them are appointed, and you can actually uh, finagle the system to get electoral electors uh, in who will vote for you. Uh, Trump is attempting to do that right now. Uh, which is why I don't want to talk about that because that shit is failing horribly. Thank God. Um, <laughs> thankfully. But here's the thing, V, uh, if I were to ask you, uh, are how do you identify as a voter? Uh, is there a party that you affiliate with? Uh, no, I've been registered independent since I was 18. Okay. Uh, I think I was registered Democrat and I left the party, the Democrat party. Uh, I don't think it was this year, but I, I think I left. I feel like I left in like 2000. 17 2018 so i i i was a democratic socialist and so that why i felt like i was in that uh, branch of democrat of the democratic party and i recently declared independent uh because i'm a black socialist now um because fuck all these white people <laughs> um yeah <laughs> that is 100 percent actually what it was like fuck you white people like you don't give a fuck about us so i'm going black socialist um, and, and I think it's actually, to be fair, the ideology aligns more to how I actually feel. Um, I'm black first and a socialist second. Uh, and that's, that's, that's how I vote. Well, because that affects you more than like... Currently, I'd like it to not. Yeah. I'd like it to not. It would be awesome if I could wake up as a black person and not have to think about being black like every goddamn minute of my day. It would be so amazing. I look forward to that, but I probably won't see it before I die. God, I admit to be I admit that to be funny, but it was just sad. <laughs> Here, here's what I'll ask you: Have you ever da, voted da, for a Republican? Da, da, da. <laughs> right. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, Tear. Uh, <laughs> I've never voted for a Republican. No. Um, Me I've either. tended towards Democrats. Um, I've tended towards uh, some third party candidates. Um, when I'm uh, voting on the down ballot stuff. I'll I'll take well a down ballot. I think I have I've never voted for a Republican ever. So l let me get that out the way. Down ballot. I think I don't I yeah. don't even think I've voted third party. Uh, there may have been like maybe a Libertarian once. Uh, when I was in Washington, maybe. But I feel like I, I feel like it was. I thought about it and then I was just like, Nah, we're going Democrat. I don't trust a Libertarian. And <laughs> the thing is, is that there are currently forty percent of our electorate 
of of the population uh, who are registered who register as independent. And that seems like that's that's you know, a plurality in most cases. It's like, wow, that's oh, a lot. Wow. If you start to narrow it down by independents who actually don't lean towards one party, uh, like like I would fall into a, the category of independent who leans democratic like all the time, sure. basically. Sure, uh, samezies. Yeah. Because there's not that many options sometimes. There isn't. And oftentimes, like, uh, you, you get into the lesser of two evils and Democrats are typically the lesser evil. Why don't they even want the politics to be binary? Oh God, I, I don't know. <laughs> but, but you know, we're we're actually let's walk into how we can get to a point where we can vote for a third party, even for the Ooh. office of president. Um, how do we do that? Because so, I was going to say, I was saying earlier that we should just secede and make our own money and make our own economy, and we can put numbers into a computer and say it costs sixteen lighters stocks. And, uh-huh. No, keep going, because I, I need you to, to say that. Flesh that all out. <laughs> like, not flush. Flesh it all out. G- give me the full picture. So, in, in uh, the United State of V. We would, no, it would just be the... Yeah, the, United States. Not states. corner. States. Like, just a small area. Uh-huh. You secede from the rest of the country. You mm-hmm. just make up money, because that's what everyone else does. That's true, yeah. And then you could still have a solid trade with the outside world. It wouldn't be closed off. It would just be seceding from the United States. What's so hard about that? So, a couple things. <laughs> um, okay, so when we talked about this, I point out the fact that you would then be removing yourself, uh, and you would probably get sanctioned for it if you were able to pull it off. You would be removing Ooh, yourself yeah. entirely from the largest economy in the world, and quite possibly, uh, like I think, like Texas is like number five. California might be number six or number seven. It could even be number three. I honestly haven't looked at that in a while. But uh, the other thing is, uh, the last time there was a secession, uh, there was a big ass army that came to force people back. And if we take a small corner of the United States. Uh, we can't face a big ass army. We can't. What if we just um For, like go, like made a nuke we, to keep them the, at bay? Okay, no. So when the army comes, here's what we do. Okay, okay. like Pepsi's. <laughs> okay, Callie. Uh, we can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, here's here's something we can do that isn't a Kylie Jenner approved plan, but it's still <laughs> still pretty good. So as pointed out, a lot of people actually don't vote against their party. And the reason why is actually interesting. Uh, there is a law, and I'm trying to find it now. It's it's not a real law. It's just uh, like a, a law of, of action that people take. And Is it like a suggestion? Like, uh, is it like etiquette? It's like a, it, let's call it a concept. It, it's, a, okay. it's a concept in political science. It's called Duverger's Law. Okay. And it's the idea that in a two-party political system, voters are less likely to, quote-unquote, waste their votes on a third-party candidate because they feel that they can't win. Mm. So Ross Perot, if you remember, was extremely, extremely popular. Let's take him as an example. He is quite possibly the most popular third-party candidate uh, since 1912. He won 19% of the vote in 1992. What? what? What year was this? Uh, 1992. So from 1992 to 1912, uh, 80 years, he was... I was four. I don't remember how popular Ross Perot was. I was 10. I remember Ross Perot. If you want to jog your memory for that, or if you don't really remember that time period, if you watch SNL from that time period when they did like all of the uh, like their presidential skewering, Ross Perot oh, existed in there. That was after my bedtime. Well, you can go back and watch it now, which is kind of <laughs> awesome. 
But yeah, I do I do often like to go back and see the um I mean, regardless of whether the skits are funny or not, it's very interesting to see like what was happening see what was then. going on at the time. Yeah. And then if you think about it, how many times have you seen a third party candidate actually show up in an SNL sketch? Well, did, wasn't Ralph Nader in there a lot? Yeah, a bit back, but R- Ross Perot was still more popular than Ralph Nader. More popular than That's Jill Stein. True. And, and uh, to, to the point, again, 19% of the vote is a fucking lot of people. That's, that's one of almost one of every five people in America voted for him. That's pretty fucking huge, especially as a third party candidate. But here's the thing. You know how many electoral college votes he won? How many? Zero. Zero electoral Zero. college votes, even though he got, did, did he get the popular vote? Well, no, because 19% of the vote is, is not the popular vote, but... Oh, okay. But he, he didn't win a single state. The one state that he actually did well in his best performing state was Maine, and he lost by eight points to Bill Clinton. And the way most states work is that uh, all but two states give all their electoral college votes to the candidate who won the majority or plurality of the votes in the state. So if you are a third party candidate, you have to win all the states outright, or to your earlier point, slide an elector. Uh, are two in but like you have to have power to do that so you almost have to be an incumbent huh so a lot of people well know that, that just seems silly so it kind of that's what forces us to do this dumb uh to pick one or the other kind so we don't of. feel like we're wasting our voice votes and when you what if i told you v tell me what if we abolish the electoral college yeah i think that would be great i've been thinking about that for years i hate college <laughs> I'm I'm like Asher Roth. I love college. Uh, what, it's costing us too much. I, I'm. It's still costing me money. I still owe debt for it. But let's 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 skip that because it makes me sad. Let's not talk about our college debt. It doesn't. Yeah, that's exist. just thirty five k. That I mean, to be fair, it's worth it because I have a job now, and I wouldn't have it if I didn't have a college degree. But damn. Ooh, I went to art school, so. Yeah, I mean, I I went to a technical, I went to a very strong technical school, but I got an art degree. (laughs) So it was like, oh, this school's great engineering. I'll take communication arts, please. Um, (laughs) So if you abolish the electoral college uh, to do that, here's what you need to do. You would have to first get two thirds of the vote in the U.S. House of Representatives, two thirds, which technically maybe could happen, two thirds of the votes in the Senate. And then three quarters of the states. It's like it's a lot. There was an amendment, uh, or really just a ratification of the the Constitution to add um, women. So add language that include women in the Constitution, and it has been sitting forever because the House passed it, the Senate passed it, and the states are just like fuck that shit, no. And then not enough states have passed it. Oh, rude. It is, and an amendment has not been adopted. Uh, since the 27th Amendment in 1992. Don't ask me what that is. I have no idea what it is. Uh, I didn't look that up, and I'm, I'm not gonna. I, I feel like I, I should, and I could, but I'm <laughs> not. And the 26th Amendment uh, was adopted quickly because it took 100 days uh, to do it, but we ju- we just, we're just not built for that. And so we can't abolish the Electoral College. But you remember that thing I said earlier about how uh, states, the way they work is that they give their electoral votes the person who won the majority or plurality of votes in the state. Uh, so here's the thing. Yeah, they make like a promise or something. Yeah, so so here's the thing. If the states, I don't know why I'm saying it like this. Um, if the states pledge to give... You're saying it like it's a secret. <laughs> here's the thing. If the states pledge 
to give all of their electoral votes to whoever wins the popular vote in the nation. It effectively removes the electoral college. Sick. And here's what's wild. There's a law right now called the National Popular Vote. It's a bill. It's been enacted into law by 15 states and D.C., which gives us a total of 196 electoral college votes. With 74 more electoral votes, it would legitimately remove the electoral college. Neat. Washington, I believe, is one of those states currently. Hell yeah, buddy. In 2009, uh, Chris Gregoire, or Gregoire, or however you say his name, I actually do not know. I do not know. Could have looked it up. Did not. Uncultured. Could have done a modicum of research. I wasn't here in 2009. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't. But he signed the National Popular Vote Bill, and he made Washington the fifth state to enact the bill. So we're 74 states, or not states, excuse me, there's not that many states. We're 74 electoral votes from having popular vote rule the way. And, And here's the thing, V. If we get to vote for the candidate by popular vote, third party votes aren't wasted anymore. That's true. It means whoever gets the most, uh, whoever gets the most votes wins. Think about that how seems a wild lot less that complicated be. too. I mean, it just yeah, it seems a lot less complicated. The the electoral college wasn't stated in a time when information wasn't as free, uh, freely available as it is now. And, and I mean, to be fair, disinformation is also freely available now as well. But there wasn't. It wasn't as easy. For you to learn about uh, the issues that were in, of, in front of you, it wasn't as easy for you to have an education. Uh, a lot of the people who may have been voting at the time may not have even been able to read, and they may have just voted for whatever anyone told them. So I get the concept of the Electoral College uh, in, um, wow, 1776? I forgot when this was written. Uh, I, I get the idea at the founding of the nation to have the Electoral College. I think now we have a nation that, while we still do have some glaring ignorance, uh, we have a much more freely available system of information. And I think uh, visibility for candidates is higher. Uh, Third party candidates would be able to uh, compete in debates. Uh, They need to bring back the equal time as far as how much uh, time you get to politic, essentially. Yeah, essentially. And... The thing that you can do is, and let me name out a couple of states here. If you live in, and I felt at this horribly last time, so buckle up. If you live in Alaska, Alabama, Arizona, uh, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, fuck, Idaho, Kansas, Kentucky, (laughs) Louisiana, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, North Carolina, North Dakota, New England, New Hampshire. Wait. New England? No, Nebraska. That's not my a bad. State. Nebraska. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I told you I was going to fuck it up. Uh, Ohio, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Virginia, Wisconsin, West Virginia, or Wyoming. If you live in one of those states and you have the ability to vote and to uh, talk with your state legislators, you want to talk to them about the national popular vote. With a popular vote, uh, the thing that I found interesting is uh, Republican presidents, and, and this is why conservative states generally aren't into this, Republican presidents have won in the Electoral College, but not the popular vote uh, pretty much most of our lives. With, outside of Reagan, I think Reagan may have also won the popular vote because uh, Ford just, not Ford, sorry, Jimmy Carter just... Jimmy Carter tried to turn the nation green at a time when uh, we, they should have turned green and we could all be like talking about how we dodged uh, climate change. 
But <laughs> instead, everyone was like, fuck no, I don't want to give up. Instead, the world is on fire. Yeah. Uh, literally, they took pictures of solar panels on roofs and were like, isn't this ugly? Why would you vote for this? And people were like, no, I won't. And it's <laughs> it's maddening. And, and then we got Reagan and the CIA uh, giving drugs and crack to the community. Uh, and, you know, all of the bullshit that happened with in, Nicar- in Nicaragua and pretty much all throughout Oh my god, there's so much Reagan shit that I could talk about. We got Reagan, we got so much dumb shit. Reagan was an actor. Reagan was a fucking actor. All right. Um <laughs> not going to get sidetracked on that. Uh the point is is that we could have we could have a, a a chance to actually vote for and give our votes to the most popular candidate, the one that we all want. Uh and while this helps Democrats, I would argue that uh this would also end up giving people the freedom to vote for third party candidates and the Democrats really, truly the Democrats, uh, how do I want to say this? The Democrats advantage from this would pretty much not exist. It would just be a free and open system where you could cast your vote for someone and actually believe they might win. I want to run as the spaghetti party. You a hundred percent could. Where at my platform is that everybody should have spaghetti. I, I would run as a housing party in my platform. There, which should have a house, <laughs> but spaghetti is a good start. <laughs> You got to eat, too. You got to have both. You got to have... Sorry, I think I've just got the munchies. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think you. the thing that would happen is that third-party candidates would be viable. And that's really the only reason no one votes for them. You know, people uh, protest voted for third-party candidates, and that was probably the most votes that they'd ever gotten. Because in 2016, people were like, well, I'm going to protest vote. Which, by the way, oof. Let's talk about why protest voting is not a good idea right now. So as we said, it is impossible for a third-party candidate to win currently because of the Electoral College. Well, it's improbable. Yeah. Improbable. And if you really, truly want your third-party candidate to have a shot, Vote for state state legislators uh, who will enact the national popular vote bill. Heck yes, you could look at your pan. Do they say it up in the pamphlet? Uh, they don't, but most, especially during the election cycle, most uh, legislators are currently uh, very open to talking and very open to interaction. Uh, I'm pretty sure if we bring this up enough, uh, for instance, um, just from only even on a national scale, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden all discussed removing the Electoral College. I want to say Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders both called out the national popular vote bill. I want to say that I might be incorrect about Elizabeth Warren. Can we carve pumpkins that say you remove the Electoral College and then gift them? To local politicians. Uh, you could, though I'm pretty sure they would be thoroughly vetted for bombs. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they may not they may not get there in the type of shape that you want them to do. There's a good chance they'd be like crushed and be like, here you go, someone sent you some crushed pumpkin. <laughs> um, but that's a good idea. Like honestly, talk to your legislators, however carved pumpkins, uh, make little trinkets, anything it takes to get them to actually consider signing and enacting the national popular vote bill because here's the thing out of all those states that I, I called out we don't need you all and i don't mean that to be rude but we don't need all of them we just need 74 more electoral votes that's not that many more states we already have 15 and i want to vote for someone that actually has a platform that like i care about uh and, and the thing that i've been seeing on twitter uh just in general and on social media has been people 
uh, both aggressively saying that they're going to vote third party, knowing that that is uh, right now the longest of shots and uh, condemning people who are voting Democrat Republican and Uh other people who are like, fuck that. Don't vote for a third party. You're quote unquote, throwing your vote away. And in this case, which is weird from this case, uh, they're both right. We should be voting for third party candidates because they really do have platforms that resonate for us. But we are also kind of throwing our vote away when we do that. And if we actually did something about the electoral college, we could. Uh, the other thing that we could do is rank choice, but that's a whole nother episode for another time. Also, too, another thing that we can do is strengthen our communities and the neighbors who live around you. Make sure you get to know people around you. Make sure you get to have you know strong connections with your friends, mm-hmm. because regardless of how these votes go... They're going to affect people. Yep. And you're going to need to know the people around you in case shit gets weird. <laughs> in case? Um, <laughs> I mean, weirder. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Once shit gets harsh, it is good to know people. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? That's pretty much all I got to cover. Uh, um, let's get rid of the Electoral also, College. Also, too, like, I, I'm just going to say this. Like, you can, like, they're doing, they're going to enact all these, if they're going to enact fucked up laws. Remember, if enough of us don't want to participate in that, we don't have to. Mm-hmm. I've ha- I've been in a situation where an entire neighborhood made sure that a homeless person didn't get arrested. And that was really cool. And that's stuff that you can do when you know your neighbors and you band together. And people make sure that this person gets the help they need by going to the hospital instead of going to jail because they were you know, having a bad day. Jail is actually, <laughs> unfortunately, some of the better outcomes. Uh, there are a lot of people end up at the morgue just because cops showed up. So, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know what? I don't want to talk about the fact that someone else got shot by the cops. Let's just move forward. You don't have to. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't. I, I feel like I should, but I, I don't have it in me. I'm, I'm a little burned out on Black Death right now. Uh, maybe one day I'll be back on board for it. But right now I'm just kind of... <laughs> Kind of not into it. The other thing, I guess, the only thing I'll leave here and, and the, the message I want to send here is uh, there are a lot of people who, like I said, saying with those two groups, there are people who feel like you shouldn't vote and you should abstain until the system is fixed. And there are people who feel like uh, you should vote because this is important. And I am here to say that uh, both of these people are right. The system is broken. Yeah. It should be fixed. But you also need to take advantage of the system that is in place while it is in place now. Yes, voting in this system is uh, disgusting and I hate it and I don't want to cast the vote that I had to cast. But at the same time, I feel that as a black person, I can't afford nor do I have the privilege uh, to just throw my vote away and nor can I afford like the thing that uh, I've said before and that has always imprinted in me that my grandfather told me uh, was that people have uh, both tried to stop black people by killing us. And no one has put a gun to my head and told me not to vote. No one has, uh, the KKK aren't showing up and burning, you know, crosses on my lawn. Uh, they're not standing outside voting booths with shotguns, uh, threatening to kill anyone who, who, who's black and votes. So what is it, what's wrong with me voting and then also still working to try to change the system? There's nothing wrong with working for the revolution, uh, but also remembering that the system that's in place, uh, is dangerous for a lot of people. And while it 
is not ever going to be perfect for those people. Uh, we can make it a little less dangerous for uh, a good deal of people that you propose or purport to, to actually care Healthcare. about. Healthcare. <laughs> Healthcare. Uh, the Supreme Court, for example, which we're learning that very difficult lesson right now, uh, there are people whose rights hinge on Supreme Court decisions. And unfortunately, there's a Supreme Court majority now who doesn't believe those people have rights. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Yeah, it's a bad I'm time for Sober October. I'm lose my rights to medical care. <laughs> you know what, V? I, I honestly 100% hope not. And the thing that I will say, I, I hate to get serious on you. I know you're joking. The thing that I will say. I'm not joking. I'm just I know you're not. You're trying to be light about light it. Make light of it because uh, what else can you do, man? Fucking go Besides vote. Besides vote. <laughs> Fucking go vote. That's what I was going to say. For, for everyone out there who's like, well, we need a social revolution. I'm not saying you're wrong. But the system that's in place now does have a lever that you can and pull. And in Washington, it's easy as fuck to vote. It's very easy. I'm in quarantine right now, and I'm going to be able to vote. Yeah. And speaking of which, you should go vote. You should go vote. And also, but I also know I was just in Philly, and uh, a friend of mine went to vote and it took hours it took like all day to go and vote a friend of mine in georgia was in line for like five hours trying to vote yeah it's uh i know that it's really inaccessible for a lot of people and so you know i'm not a person who if you if if voting i i mean there i know there have been people who have had medical issues uh while waiting in line to vote you know they're 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 standing for too long mm-hmm. or they're um, uh, not taking their medication because they don't want to take their mask off. Yeah. Um, or they're not drinking water or anything like that because they're too afraid to take their mask off when there's that many people around. And so they have a medical emergency. And so, like, I understand why pe- some people aren't going to vote. And there are some people who can't vote. That's true, too. But, like, especially if it's a mail-in, just... <laughs> Just do the bubbles. And also there's a lot of, you know, there, there are some exciting candidates in your local, like your local yes. people are making a lot more of the laws that affect you. Can, can and I tell you someone too, I'm actually like, really excited about uh, that yeah, I voted who? for? Uh, the Lieutenant Governor, Marcos Lilias, Lilia, Lias. Wow, I got that wrong. Marco Lias. I actually really am excited about uh, him for, interne- uh, for, excuse me, Lieutenant Governor. And even though it's, I don't have anyone I'm, I'm crazy about for state senate. I am uh, extremely excited uh, for Sheree uh, Lascelles, who uh, is in the 43rd I LD. Love Sheree. Same, and I, I have been uh, on Twitter urging people if you're in the 43rd LD to to vote for Sheree. But there are there are some legitimately exciting local state legislators. Yeah, and I just want to say the 43rd. If you're unfamiliar, so you know, hopefully. Uh, well, unfortunately, registering to vote is now over, but yep. if you have your, <clears throat> excuse me, mail-in ballot, you can, uh, uh, if you're in the 43rd, that's uh, Capitol Hill, that's, um, Green Lake, mm-hmm. that's Ravenna, that's, what else? That's, I, I don't know the, all of the streets, but I can say that if you're in the 43rd, when you get your ballot, uh, you'll have only the 43rd for choices. Yes. Because I didn't, I didn't so, get to vote for Sheree, which made me sad. Sheree is great. Uh, Sheree is, uh, I mean, a super productive person just in in what they do with their organizations outside mm-hmm. of, you know, political stuff. And even during this campaign, they've managed to still 
you know, take care of multiple different communities and especially people experiencing houselessness. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more of that right now because people are starting to lose their places to live. It's hot it's right pandemic. now. Yeah. And they actually are, they, they, they put things into action and I've known them for, uh, for years and that's how they've always done things. So I'm really excited to see somebody, especially somebody who uh, is, you know, black and queer you know Mm -hmm. like who is represents this district is really gay (laughs) well even though i couldn't vote for sheree i did donate to them so i donated to their campaign yep i donated to their campaign uh because i really believe in them and i would urge you if you are you know Hopefully by now you've already voted. So uh, if you haven't, it, I'm going to vote tomorrow. Maybe you were out. Of, maybe you were out of state uh, on a on a business trip, which I understand. Um, <laughs> but if you haven't voted already and you're sitting down to consider candidates, uh, I would I want to urge everyone to like go to charreforstate dot com or no maybe yeah. it's dot gov. It might be dot org, but just type charreforstate into Google. You'll find it and look at their campaign page uh there are a number of endorsements in fact the stranger endorsed sheree over frank chop uh several of the city council members of seattle uh endorsed sheree over frank chop because yeah uh in, in just in the interview that we had with sheree uh and, and just in talking to them like i immediately uh was like this is a person i want to lead me um <laughs> this is who i i, well, I want and you also have to understand that um once they if they win when they win. Yep. When. <laughs> uh, over Frank Chop. Frank Chop has been the Speaker of the House for 25 years. Yep. And has done, you know, has done some progressive things, but, not, you know, not enough. I think that's the argument that can be made against Frank Chop is that the things that he has chosen to do that are quote unquote progressive are the ones that. Uh, impact the lowest amount of vu- the vulnerable, uh, lowest amount of people in the vulnerable communities in Seattle. Well, and he just and, doesn't understand vulnerable communities in correct. the same way. And he cares a little too much about corporations. Yes. And when I say a little too much, I mean he cares way too much. Uh, it's really awful. We really need to tax Jeff Bezos. That's what I'm saying. A hundred percent. All right, uh, we have to wrap. And Sheree is definitely into that. Good. <laughs> Okay. Then I donated my money wisely. Um, I my only regret is I didn't have more to give. Uh, that's my only regret. <laughs> uh, but uh, the thing that I want to leave everyone with is go vote. There are marginalized communities and minorities in this country who one hundred percent do not have the numbers themselves to make sure that they are protected from what is essentially a very evil administration. And I get that there are people who uh, feel disenfranchised. I get that there are people who feel as if their votes don't matter or they don't count. And, and I'm, I'm with you on that. I also understand people who want a social revolution. I do, too. But the thing that I have will always be drawn back to is that, as I've said before, I'm a black socialist. I'm black first and I'm socialist second. I'm here for the social revolution. I'm here to tear this shit down. But in the system that I am in right now as a black person, I also have to remember that other black people and other marginalized brown communities, other marginalized communities in general, do not have full support from us. And the one thing that we can do is actually vote to help those communities until we tear this shit down. 
And keep tearing it down because this shit isn't over on November 3rd. 100%. We're going to have to keep holding people accountable and we're going to have to keep doing what we're doing. Even if every single person that you want to win or begrudgingly voted for wins, um, you're going to be able, like, you, you, you're, we still have so much work to do. And, and when you look at all the protests that have been happening in the streets now, the current administration does not give a fuck about us. We There's been an entire summer of protests where nothing changed. And while I'm not saying that the other administration or anyone new is going to give a fuck either, I do feel as if they've had their chance and let's give someone else a chance to actually give a fuck. Absolutely. All right, V, if people want to find you, if you should want to be found, how would they do that? Oh, well, I'm going to be in my room for two weeks. <laughs> so you really want to be found. So, <laughs> so, don't come in here. Send well wishes. Uh, How, if people want to send well wishes to you and uh, check in on you during your quarantine. Uh, you can hit me up. Um, you, t- you can tweet at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's at V Chatty. That's V is in Velociraptor. <laughs> e is in Edward. E is in Eric. But okay, you can't change them in between. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I my you'll find me on the Frowntown Pod. Uh, <laughs> uh, spelling is hard when you've just. I think the roses add a bit of an extra zing to the week. Well, then I need to find that. Uh, Whenever November rolls around, so I'm gonna need it. Um, um, you should go to. Um, you should go to. They don't sponsor this podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna have to but... cut this out. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, because they're they're not. They don't give us money. Like, I'm not gonna fucking give someone free publicity. I mean, thank you for telling me. I'm gonna go, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not giving them. No, you pay us for publicity. Damn it! Like that's. <laughs> That's what we're doing. No, I, I, again, I don't fair, believe in fair. capitalism, but I'm in a capitalist system. As long as I'm in it, you got to pay me for this shit. <laughs> you can find the show at Frowntown Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find yeah. me on Instagram and Twitter at adjective underscore J. Uh, reach out to us. Um, tag us if you vote with a, like a hashtag, uh, I voted and tag the, the show, Frowntown Pod. If you put up frown, a picture. Frown, be like, put, put a big frown, like take a frowning selfie that you voted because like it fucking sucks. Like it's not, it's not a fun or like, <laughs> you don't, I don't feel good about what i i don't feel good you know about what? it i will i will put i'll tag the show and, and do a frown uh when you vote tag and do a frown if you listen to the show and you vote tag us uh with at, at frown town pod with a frown um <laughs> say that you <laughs> vote it we will retweet it and um thank you for listening I, i'm gonna forever say that v i owe you the largest thank you uh because i know what time it is right now <laughs> um, hey i'm getting into the delirious point it's a it's lovely it's, I'm it, have it a very is nice it's actually kind of fun to watch (laughs) (laughs) i know that the 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 on the podcast they probably can't see all of the weird movements i just (laughs) there's a lot and it's it's pretty (laughs) awesome it's like an interpretive dance it's actually very cool (laughs) but let's wrap so you can go to sleep um yeah thanks everyone for listening we'll see y'all next time bye